Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 42 today, and we pray our way through four different subjects. Worship, Psalm 31, verses 14 through 24, a personal prayer, and a prayer for our culture. Today, as we open in worship and prayer, we've been focusing this week on the idea that God is infinite. Now, the infinity of God is not the same as His being everywhere present, but we often kind of use it a little bit like that. It speaks to the fact that there is no limit to His person, either in space or in time. And to pray that today, we're going to be looking at Jeremiah 23, 24. I'm going to read this and then we'll start. Am I a God who is only near? This is the Lord's declaration. And not a God who is far away? Can a person hide in secret places where I cannot see him? The Lord's declaration. Do I not fill the heavens and the earth? The Lord's declaration. Let's pray. Lord, you do fill all the places of heaven and earth, and that's simply beyond our understanding. There are no secret places where you cannot find us. There is no no place where we can go that you do not exist. You are both near and far away, and there is no limit to you on where you are in space or in time. And to us, that's astonishing. We can't even comprehend that because all we know is being limited within space and time. I honor you for that today, and I worship you as the one who is limitless. As we move forward into today's prayer time, I pray that you would guide my words, guide my heart. Pray that you would bring this prayer time to to be placed in front of whoever needs to join us today. Pray that you would answer these prayers very quickly and very powerfully in our lives, and that we are changed by them. That as we pray that they are a sweet incense to you, but that we are also changed by them. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 31, 14 through 24. We are finishing out the psalm that we started on Tuesday. This is an individual lament set in a time of warfare, specifically during a siege of a city. And it ends with an expression of thanksgiving, which is what we'll see today. can be used for any of us when we are feeling like we're in times of distress. I'm going to read, pray, read, pray this one. It says, But I trust in you, Lord. I say you are my God. The course of my life is in your power. Rescue me from the power of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me by your faithful love. Lord, you are our God and I trust in you. The course of my life is in your power. And for any parts that I'm holding on to right now, I release and I say that you are in charge of all of it. I trust you with all of my life. Rescue us from the power of our enemies and let your face shine on us. Save me by your faithful love. Jesus has come and worked worked it out so that we can be in relationship. And I just thank you and honor you today for that faithful love. Do not let me be disgraced when I call on you, but let the wicked be disgraced. Let them be quiet in Sheol. Let lying lips that arrogantly speak against the righteous in proud contempt be silenced. How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you. In the presence of everyone, you have acted for those who take refuge in you. You hide them in the protection of your presence. You conceal them in a shelter from human schemes, from quarrelsome tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has wondrously shown his faithful love to me in a city under siege. In my alarm, I said, I am cut off from your sight, but you heard the sound of my pleading when I cried to you for help. Lord, your goodness is great. And not only is it generally great, but it is wonderfully great towards me, towards each of us praying today. You have stored it up for those who fear you. 
in the presence of everyone, you have acted for those who take refuge in you. And I choose that. I choose to take refuge in you when my whole world crumbles. You are where I run. When even a little tiny bit of it crumbles, you are where I run. You hide us in the protection of your presence and conceal us in a shelter from human schemes, from quarrelsome tongues. Blessed be the Lord. You have wondrously shown your faithful love to us. Sometimes it feels like we are cut off from your sight. Sometimes it feels like you are distant, but you are not. You are right there and you hear the sound of my pleading when I cry to you for help. The psalmist says, love the Lord, all his faithful ones. The Lord protects the loyal, but fully repays the arrogant. Be strong and let your heart be courageous, all you who put your hope in the Lord. Lord, help us to love you better. We love you. Help us to love you better. We want to be called your faithful ones. We know that you protect the loyal and you will fully repay the arrogant. Help us to be strong and help our hearts to be courageous. We are the ones who put our hope in the Lord. Amen. For ourselves this week, we've been praying for our hearts in times of doubt. A lot of Christians often, a lot of people, okay, back that up, start that sentence over. Christians often find themselves doubting, whether that is doubting the truth, whether that is doubting that God exists, whether doubting that he is good to you. Sometimes we go through times of doubt. And in this case, I want to read you, this is kind of a long passage, but it's Luke 7, 18 through 23. And the setting is when John the Baptist was imprisoned and he sent his disciples to ask Jesus a question he was doubting. It says, then John's disciples told him about all these things. So John summoned two of his disciples and sent them to the Lord, asking, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? When the men reached him, they said, John the Baptist sent us to ask you, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? At that time, Jesus healed many people of diseases, afflictions, and evil spirits, and he granted sight to many blind people. And he replied to them, Go and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor are told the good news, and blessed is the one who isn't offended by me. Now, I've always thought that sounded like a weird answer. Why didn't Jesus say, Yes? Or no, obviously he was. So he would have said yes. But or why didn't he say, look, John, when we were still in the womb, you leapt with joy at my presence. You baptized me and saw the Holy Spirit and heard the voice of God. Like, how can you doubt you were witness to these things? But he doesn't. He answers with this thing with he says, like, go and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk. That is actually a reference to a scripture in Isaiah 35, verses 5 through 6. So what Jesus did for John's doubt was point him towards the word, was point him towards scripture fulfillment. You know this scripture and you have seen it fulfilled in me. Do not doubt. And so it gives us an example that when we are doubting, we can turn to the word of God. So that was a little bit more teaching and preaching than I normally do. But let's, let's pray that. Father, there are times... Even when we know what we have witnessed in our life, even when we have felt your presence and seen you work in mighty ways, when our hearts still doubt, forgive us for that and treat us as you did, John, as you did, Peter, with love, with care. Reach out. Remind us of your word. Help us think about turning to your word and saturating ourselves in the word when we doubt. Remind us who you are and what you have done for us when we doubt. Let our hearts be, no matter what we're feeling, whether it's doubt or joy or fear or comfort, no matter what we need or want, 
Help us learn to turn to the scriptures, because there you speak to our hearts. And I ask you to do that in our lives going forward in a really special, powerful way. I ask you to speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Last section of today's broadcast. We are praying for our culture, and we are praying this week for kids going back to school. My son starts school tomorrow. You may start later in this in the next month or so, anytime in the next few weeks, but our schools here start earlier. I've seen my social feed has been filled with kids going back to school pictures. And as as that happens, we're kind of, that's on our mind, the safety of our kids, the safety of our teachers and all that kind of stuff. So I chose Psalm 91, one through six, and there have been a lot of believers who have taken this as a promise in this time that uh, you can do whatever you want and not get sick. And that's not actually, absolutely not why we're choosing it. So we're going to pray through this. But before we start, I want to also pray for those who have been affected by the storms on the East Coast this week. There's one gal who is constantly tuning in and listening, and she's not here, probably. I'm guessing she's not here, but she has no internet and no power still. And so let's say a quick prayer for them. Then I will read this psalm and we'll pray it. So Father, I ask that you would provide safety and strength to all of those affected by the storm. I pray that they would be able to recover quickly. I pray that anyone who needs assistance and is cut off from the ability to contact help, I pray that you would find them help. Pray that you would facilitate recovery in a way that is remarkable, that people would receive the help they need, that they would uh, reach out to neighbors with help uh, when they can. Pray that they would receive easily help from neighbors. I pray that you would bring back power and all the things that people need for their survival. Pray that anyone who is in danger right now, that you would bring them rescue that you would get rescued to the places that need it. And that as they walk through this time, that you would cause more people to turn to you for help. In Jesus' name, amen. We are in Psalm 91, 1 through 6. It says, The one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say concerning the Lord, who is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He himself will rescue you from the bird trap, from the destructive plague. He will cover you with his feathers. You will take refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will be a protective shield. You will not fear the terror of the night or the arrow that flies by day or the plague that stalks in darkness or the pestilence that ravages at noon. Let's pray. Father, you have seen that there is certainly a plague and pestilence on the earth. There's sickness. There's a virus. We know it's there. And I am praying against fear and for your protection. Pray that this isn't a magic bullet for us. This is not a promise, but I request it for all of the children, all of the staff, and all of the teachers going back to school. I pray that you would protect our families, that you would protect our children, that you would protect our teachers. Pray that you would give them a confidence in a protection under the shadow of your wing. Pray that you would be their fortress and their refuge, and that they would trust in you, and that no matter what position they are put in, I pray that you would give them a rescue from the traps, from the virus, and that they would take their refuge under your wings. Pray that you would use this time to draw people to you, draw your own children back to you in a deeper relationship, a deeper dependence, a deeper trust. But I also pray that you would bring people who do not know you close to you, that they would seek for answers and they would find you. Pray that you would speak to hearts, whether they know you or not, and have them turn back to you. I pray for the protection and for the health and the safety of our kids and our teachers and our administrators. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you so much for joining me in prayer today. I do this twice a week, so we'll be back next Tuesday again with another episode, and I would love to have you join me. If you're watching this broadcast and you find it helpful and encouraging, I ask that you would share it with a friend, invite someone to pray with us. The more people we have praying, the more, I don't know, it doesn't make God hear us more, but it is super encouraging together with other believers in prayer. If you're a podcast listener, I ask you to subscribe and rate and review the podcast. That helps the algorithm show it to more people, and they can also join us in prayer. My heart is that as we pray scripture together, that we would all grow in our prayer lives, that God will use this time to speak into your life as he uses this time to speak into mine. Pray that he will answer these prayers in mighty ways. But most of all, I pray that you will fall deeper and deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.